Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today, I am going to share a little bit of a story with you, but I think that it will be a valuable lesson and it was definitely a valuable lesson for me after the fact, after it all played out. But what I'm going to talk to you about is, should you give refunds? Now, a lot of us as service providers tend to not offer refunds because we sell our time. Even though the product is the service that we're offering, basically you can't get that time back. Like if someone asked for a refund because they didn't like their brows or they're unhappy with their lashes or they didn't like their tan, their tan turned out streaky or or whatever. But particularly in the case of, you know, a service that takes more than an hour to complete, you know, that time's gone and you can't get it back. So it does make sense that a lot of us are reluctant to offer refunds. Now, the reason that I'm talking about this is because I think that we are quick to say no. And I just want to let you know that not all money is good money and not to get all woo-woo on you, but... (laughs) I think holding, and this is through lessons learned, like I said, but I think holding on to people's money that want it back is not good for you. It doesn't hold good energy. So just have a little bit of a serious think about it or have a think on your policy if you even have a policy about this. And if you're wondering what a policy is or why you should have policies, I have done another episode on this podcast recently. That was all about policies in your beauty business. But um, today I'm going to tell you about a story that, you know, really shouldn't have happened the way it did. Now, this is going back a long time ago, 2015, and I did a full set on a client in my salon. I think I had one staff member at the time, but it was very, very early days, and You know, I was working a lot. I was doing about 40 to 50 hours a week on clients. You know, I was still very much trying to build my business. So I was in that really, you know, that crazy work, build, 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 grow, grow, grow. I I had tunnel vision and I wanted to please everyone. Um, I hadn't worked out at the time that I was a people pleaser. I knew that I, you know, did bend over backwards to accommodate a lot of people in my life, clients, staff, family, friends, you know, all of those people. But, you know, I hadn't really put a label on it. Um, It's only since, you know, through years of experience and sort of a lot of personal development that I've realized that that's what I am. But I had a new client booked in for a full set of glamour volume lashes. So I might have called it heavy volume at the time. So it was my most expensive set of lashes. So Yeah, I was excited, new client, new possibility for returning, you know, a regular client that would be coming back every few weeks. And I was very eager to please. So she came in and, you know, she was a, I guess, a middle-aged sort of woman. She might have been in her 50s or something. And I guess I should have read the early warning signs because, you know, as soon as she came in, she started telling me about all the other people she'd been to that they'd done her wrong. You know, they did this to her lashes or they did that to her lashes and this hairdresser stuffed up her hair and, 
her dog groomer stuffed up her dog's haircut. I don't know. Like just complaining about everyone. And, you know, I, this was within 10 minutes of meeting this lady. So, but I, I'm a positive person at heart and I, I, I want to see the best in people. So, and she's a paying client, of course, for my most expensive service. So, we discussed what she wanted uh, because I always consult with everyone. Even way back then, I knew that with a lot of experience, having a lot of experience in makeup, I knew that consultation was really, it was vital to, you know, managing the expectations of the client and really for me to gain an understanding of what they really wanted. But I consulted with her and she told me that she wanted coloured lashes. And I was like, okay, uh, we can do that. Let's just do maybe just a couple of pops of colour throughout, you know, but we'll, the majority of the lashes that I'll apply will be black. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. I want to have a look at your coloured lashes and I'm going to choose the colours that I want and I want them to be really colourful. I'm like, are you sure you don't want a really little section, you know, like just a little section of blue or purple or something, you know, that's going to be quite subtle or, you know, have these ombre lashes that are, black at the base. And, you know, I had a variety of colours. Ombre is where, yeah, they were black at the base and then the colour at the tip. And, you know, that would be quite, quite interesting as well. And I'd, I'd done that before on previous clients and it looked pretty cool and was still good for everyday wear. But anyway, she had a look at my, my supply of coloured lashes and she chose a bright blue and a light purple, like a lilac. And she wanted her, like she wanted these colours mixed in together and I was doing volume as well. Oh, I did mention that. Yeah, so she wanted these colours mixed in together and she wanted the set to be a majority of the light the light blue and the lilac. And I said, okay, well, your lashes aren't going to look very dark. They're not going to have that sort of depth to them. So, you know, are you sure that's what you want? I would recommend that, as I said earlier, if you want to go colour, that's great, but it's going to look pretty out there and they're going to be pretty light. They're going to be very noticeable. I'm seeing that you don't wear makeup. Do you wear makeup on a daily basis? Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, okay, these are going to look pretty crazy. They're going to look pretty out there. No, 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 I really want them. I really, really, really want them. Like, okay, so, you know, I was I was trying to please my client. I was trying to make her happy and give her what she wanted. So I proceeded to do this colourful set of light blue and lilac lashes on this lady. And anyway, I did them. I did a good job. You know, the fans were beautiful. They're all attached properly. They're all isolated. They're perfect. They're styled beautifully. You know, I used, you know, six millimetre through to, to a 10 mil and then back down to an eight mil on the outer corner. You know, it, 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 it was nice work, good work. But when she opened her eyes and she looked in the mirror, I could tell that she hated them and it was for the reasons that I told her in the beginning. She's like, oh, yeah, they aren't very dark, are they? I can't really tell that they're long because they were so light in colour and her natural lashes were sort of a light brown colour. So, you know, they really, overall, you know, when she opened her eyes, I don't know what she was thinking, <laughs> what she wanted. I'm sure you can probably already tell that this person was a crazy person, but um, <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, so I could tell that she didn't like them, but she told me, you know, she said, oh yeah, I guess they're not really what I thought they'd be, but yeah, I'll get used to them. That's fine. I'm like, are you, are you sure? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, this is what I asked for. So I'm like, yep, yep. It was what you asked for. Yep. Okay. No worries. 
Anyway, so she rebooked for three weeks, bought the lash cleanser, did all of that. See you later. And anyway, she left and that was fine. Fast forward almost two weeks. So two weeks later, uh, I think it was about 11 days after her initial appointment with me after a full set, she came back into my salon on a Saturday afternoon and I was there with my team member at the time, my one and only team member. And anyway, she came in and I said, oh, hey, how are you? And she just looked at me and she quite aggressively pointed at her eyes and I could see that she had hardly any lashes left. She maybe had three or four left on each eye. And I said, oh, you've got, you've got no lashes on. What's, what's happened? And she goes, oh, well, they all fell out in the first couple of days. And I had a closer look. I said, oh, can you just close your eyes and I'll have a closer look. Anyway, I could see that she had barely any natural lashes left. So it was pretty easy for me to see that she had pulled them all out of herself because she didn't like them. And it had taken her the better part of two weeks to achieve that. And anyway, I said, oh, well, you know, if they all fell out in the first couple of days, why are you coming in now? You know, you're booked in in a couple of days to have them refilled. It's strange that you you would leave it till now. Oh, well, I couldn't get in. And she had her husband with her, by the way, as well. So she brought her husband into my tiny little salon with a tiny little waiting area. Uh, he was quite a large man, so it was quite intimidating. And yeah, I think she knew that. She she brought him in on purpose. And anyway, she she continued to argue with me about, you know, why she hadn't come in earlier. And and anyway, I said, look, let's get you back in a little bit sooner than what we'd planned and I'll refill them for you for free. She said, no, I want a full refund. I want a full refund for the lashes and I want a full refund for the products that I purchased as well, the cleanser and the brush. And Anyway, my first instinct was to give her the money back because I just could tell she was not all there and I felt quite threatened and I just wanted her out of my salon and out of my life and I never wanted to deal with her again. That was my first gut instinct. And anyway, I went out the back to, because she paid me cash, so I just thought, oh, I'll give her cash back. And, you know, I didn't know how to do it on my, my point of sale system. I didn't know how to do a refund. I was so green back then. But Anyway, my staff member followed me out and she said, no, don't give, you, give her her money back. You know, that was two and a half hours of your time. You know, you've, you've offered a replacement for free. That should be enough. And I think that she's going to go around bad-mouthing us anyway. And I went, oh, you're right. I shouldn't give her her money back. No, I have offered her a replacement and I'm within my rights. Anyway, so I went back out the front. And I said, look, I'm really sorry, but I put two and a half hours into that. It was two and a half hours of my time that I'm not going to get back. I've offered you a replacement and I'm more than happy to, you know, do them again for you free of charge, but I'm not going to give you a refund. Anyway, she completely lost it. She lost it at me. It was very scary. You know, her husband just sort of stood there. He didn't say anything, but she she lost it. She made a scene. There were people in the waiting area. I was running late for my next client who was on the bed. It wasn't, you know, the finest memory from my business. And she, her last words to me were when she was leaving, 
uh, that she was going to go and slander my business online. And I thought, oh, okay, that's well, that's funny. Like slander is <laughs> the definition of slander is saying things that aren't true. But anyway, whatever. So a couple of weeks go by and I get a call from Fair Fair Trading Australia. So there is a, I think they're a government body in Australia that, you know, they handle the retail market and services and things like that and make sure that everyone's doing the right thing. And anyway, I, I get a call from someone at Fair Trading and they tell me that this lady's put in an official complaint and he's told me, I've explained my side of the story that I offered a replacement and he said, okay, you are well within your rights. Then, you know, it is the law in Australia to offer a replacement or a refund if someone is unhappy with a service or a product. And she's refused the replacement. So that's on her. And I said, okay, then. Okay, so that's done. We're good. You know, and he goes, yep, we're good. We're fine. You're square with us. But she can take you I just want to let you know, she can take you to small claims court. (laughs) So in Australia, there's another thing called um, small claims court. I was totally unaware this existed before this point in time. But basically, it's just a local thing. A a lawyer or a judge sits there and hears these small claims, you know, cases for situations like this and, you know, rules in someone's favour. Anyway... So, but that was going to cost her money. She actually had to file a complaint with small claims and, and, you know, that was going to cost her money. And I thought, oh, she's not going to do that. Well, she did. Anyway, she filed a complaint with small claims court and um, I get all this paperwork from them in the mail saying, da, 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 this person wants a refund, da, 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 da. And I had to gather evidence. The court date was this. Um, I had to show up and provide evidence from my side of the story, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, I had a few weeks to collect evidence and, you know, plead my case to, you know, work out what I was going to do. And it was the most stressful couple of weeks in my life. I think uh, maybe I've had more stressful times since I'm <laughs> looking back, but at the time, I think it was probably the most stressful month of my life leading up to that little thing. And it was all over $250. And anyway, I got the clients that were in the salon to write their account of what happened. I also got the clients that came in before and after that client on the day to, you know, write down and say that they'd had their lashes done and they had lasted the normal amount of time. I had to prove all my certificates, so all my certifications and my years as a lash artist. You know, I basically proved that I knew what I was talking about and I had to prove the length of time that lashes lasted on a person and the fact that I thought she'd she'd pulled them out herself because I could see her natural lashes snapped. So I collected all this evidence. I got my clients to write letters. And anyway, I went to small claims court and she'd prepared nothing. Uh, We had to go into a room first with a mediator and the mediator basically said, well, you know, such and such, are you still going ahead with this. You want your money back? And she was like, yes. And I said, well, I'm not budging either. Anyway, okay. Yep. It goes to the judge. So we went and sat out with the judge and he said, oh, you know, like I gave him all my evidence and I spoke to him and said, you know, I'm a lash artist with five years experience at the time. I have had no other complaints of poor retention from my clients. I've got a full book. 
I'm very highly certified. Here's all my certificates. Here's my nationally recognized qualifications as well. Um, I'm running a legitimate business, blah, 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 blah. And she'd prepared nothing. She just came in saying, oh, well, the, the lashes all came off, so I want my money back. She, You know, that's what the story she was sticking with. But anyway, this judge, who was quite fair. He said, look, well, you know, I think that you need time to go and prepare your case because you haven't prepared anything, and Lauren has. And also, you're probably not going to get a full refund because it could be argued that you wore them for a certain amount of time before they fell off. So it might only be a partial refund. So he sort of layered these he, he layered on the complexity to the situation. I, do, I, I honestly think that this client believed that she was going to walk in and walk out with her $250 cash in her pocket. <laughs> but anyway, I got a letter about a week later saying that she'd withdrawn the original claim and I kept the money, didn't give her a refund. But the moral of the story here is it was $250 and yes, That is a lot of money to someone who's just started out and, you know, might only be earning $1,000 a week or, you know, $1,500 a week. $250 is a lot of money to someone who took maybe three or four hours to earn that. So I recognised that and at the time I felt that it was a lot of money. But afterwards, I just thought, you know what, Lauren, you should have just given her the money back and be done with it. Because the amount of time that went into preparing my case for the small claims court and the hours of stress and deliberating over it, whether I did the right thing or the wrong thing or, you know, and talking to people about it and whinging and complaining about this crazy client that I had and, you know, the sleepless nights that I had over it, it just wasn't worth $250 to me. (laughs) So, like I said... I hope this story resonates with you. I don't know if something has happened to you in a a similar way, but what I want to say is sometimes it's not worth hanging on to people's money. It's not worth your time and effort. Sometimes it's best just to give their money back and say, see you later. I never want to see you in here again. And good luck with it because, yeah, it's really not worth it. It's not worth the fight. I'm not a feisty person. I'm not a confrontational person. I don't want to have conflict in my life. And this caused a lot of that. So it was a really, really huge lesson for me. And that's why I'm sharing it with you here today, because you might be in a a situation in the future where, you know, someone wants a refund from you and, you know, you might dig your heels in and go, no, I'm right. I'm right. And this customer's wrong. And, you know, you don't want to give it back just on principle or you know you did a fantastic job and the work was great and this person is crazy. <laughs> and look, this person was crazy, but I should have just given her money back because I don't need I don't need that drama in my life. I don't need it in my business. But I hope that you got something out of this little story um, that happened for me back way back in the day, 2015, so eight years ago now. But yeah, that's all I've got for you today. But I'm hoping if you got something out of this episode or you've gotten anything out of my podcast at all, you've listened to a few episodes or you're an avid listener, maybe you've listened to all the episodes, I would love it if you could leave me a rating and review. It only takes 30 seconds. I read them all. I'm forever grateful. So if you could do that for me, that would be so amazing. But like I said, that's all I've got for you and I will see you online soon.